Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONECURCITYCAST20. Portland takes its women's sports very seriously. So it's surprising to many that we still don't have a WNBA team of our own, as we definitely have the fan base to support one. At least that's what Jenny Nguyen thinks. A year ago, she opened the Sports Bra, a bar dedicated to women's sports, and it's been a runaway success. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking with Jenny about her bar and the role it's playing in helping bring college and professional women's basketball to our city. It's Thursday, May 25th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Thank you so much for making the time to speak with us, Jenny. Really appreciate it. Oh, of course. For anyone who's not been to the sports bra, could you just walk us through what it would feel like? Wow. Um, I can tell you what it would look like and then possibly what it could feel like. In your heart, Jenny, what would it feel like? (laughs) well so you walk in and it's actually a pretty small storefront and it's actually a a very quaint uh room it's one single room 16 foot ceilings which makes it feel really nice and like warm but airy and there's large windows on the front end when you walk in on the left side there's a banquette so seating and some tables there's a shelf it's full of trophies Um, We have big flags that line across the ceiling on the top, and then just tons of memorabilia, photographs of female athletes, famous female athletes, um, and just kind of people refer to it as like the cheers for women's sports, which Mm. I feel like is appropriate. It's very friendly. Um, And we have gotten so many people who come in and they either start filming right away, like they just want to capture the inside of the space. Um, I have people who start crying right away. I have people who see me and they want to hug me. um, And they tell me that being in there is, it feels complete or it feels like whole. Yeah, it's very much community, a place where uh, the community comes to celebrate and in all aspects, not just sports. Yeah, I also feel like a place like yours, it really does, not that it needs it, but it does feel like it's further validating women's sports. Jenny, what do you think makes Portland such a supportive town for women's sports? Oh, my goodness. You know, I don't know exactly what that secret sauce is. No, you need to know. I need to know every ingredient (laughs) in that secret sauce. Break it. So much. So (laughs) many ingredients. But like, so I was born and raised here in Portland. And I remember growing up and seeing the fan support for, we had an ABL team called the Portland Power And I remember going to those games as a kid and seeing the fan support for them. And then when we had the Portland Fire, which was our WNBA team, we had the largest crowds um, in all of the WNBA at the time. And those games were like the stadiums would sell out. 
so I just remember growing up with a lot of support for women's sports here in Portland. And I think that, you know, I think it's a, a kind of a liberal hub here in Oregon is one thing. Um, and we also kind of embrace uh, ingenuity, creativity, thinking outside the box and kind of uh, unconventional thought and businesses. And like, that's kind of a part of, you know, we have the motto, keep Portland weird. So you think women's sports are weird? That's my gotcha question, Jenny. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Um, so do you think that's why, like, this is w- what made you think our community could support, like, your vision of opening the first women's sports bar in the entire world? Did, were you like, yeah, this this is gonna this is gonna go gangbusters, or were you a little hesitant, trepidatious? Oh, I was totally scared to death. I would say I was probably scared to death until about six months ago um, that oh, really? it was not gonna work. Um, wow. No, I had no idea if it was gonna be successful or not. I thought that I had a great idea. I thought it was a good idea. I thought it was solid. I thought it had a great foundation. Um, and everyone I know is a sports fan or at least a fan of me. And so when I came to them with this idea, people were like, oh my God, that's brilliant. It's, it's going to go great. You're, I love it. Do it. Um, but I also feel like these are the same people who, if I had said that I wanted to open a library for cats, they'd be like, that's a great idea. I love it. Do it. <laughs> so you just never know when you're just talking to your own, your people, right? And I really didn't know if it was going to catch, but I did, I did know that, and I'd written this in my business plan that if it didn't work, if this concept didn't work in Portland, that I did not believe it would work anywhere else in the world. Wow. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I felt like Portland would embrace something like this. Mm-hmm. It's true. And maybe it wasn't for everybody, but. Yeah. I mean, we love women's sports and we love a good pun. And I think you, you gave us both. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, I was really surprised that your bar has only been around for like what a year, a year and one month. Yes, <laughs> I like she's like a mother to a child, <laughs> like a, a year and a month. She's walking now. So, this is what's crazy is that when I went to the bar, I went to uh, see the Thorns win the uh, NWSL championship, and it was bananas. Like the only reason I was able to get a chair was because I'm terrible with times and I was there like three hours early. (laughs) And apparently that's what you needed to do. Yeah. But I noticed that like the place already looked packed. So I was like, I guess this is what I'm doing for today. Um, And then like Senator Ron Wyden was there. It was insane. And so to me, it just felt so established. Um, But let's talk about Senator Ron Wyden for a sec (laughs) because... Uh, I saw a photo a few months ago of uh, some like WNBA headquarters person and Senator Ron Wyden at your bar discussing the possibility of the WNBA coming once again to our town. Like, can you share a bit of what went down in that conversation? How they involved you? Like, so that was the WNBA commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, was here. That was a really big deal. But prior to that. Um, there's an organization called Sport Oregon. So the committee travels around the country looking for the next location for women's final four. And Portland has been on this like nominee list for a long, long time. And we're up to be on that list again. And so Sport Oregon reached out to us at the sports bra and was like, hey, you guys are a thing. We want to we wanna loop you in into this tour that we're doing with the committee. I was like, absolutely. 
you know? And so we do a breakfast for them. It's 45 minutes. I give a little talk. Uh, there's a couple like high profile folks from Portland who give a little talk about why Portland is the place to bring the final four. Anyway, long story short, the committee chooses Portland. We win the bid. So in 2030, we're going to have the women's final four here in Portland. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a big freaking deal. Wow. And one of the things that they said was the tipping point or their favorite thing about the entire tour was being at the sports bra and seeing and feeling what it feels like to be surrounded in a community that is like that is built for this, right? Mm-hmm. And when people hear that, it sticks. And so Ron Wyden, he's a huge fan of the WNBA. He's been wanting a team here for the longest time again because he knows just the economic boom it would be for everybody and communities, businesses, all of the above. And so I get this phone call. It's eight o'clock in the morning or something. My phone rings. I don't recognize the number. It's 503. I don't pick it up. I think it's like whoever. So I, I just snooze it. And I get this voicemail. And it's like, hey, Jenny, it's your friend, Senator Ron White in here. I have this idea I want to swing by you. So of course, I call him right away. And we have a powwow. It's about bringing Kathy and putting together like a who's who of Oregon women's sports and having a kind of a panel, hosting a panel at the bra mm-hmm. uh, while we're closed on a day we're closed. And I was just like, he goes, does, it, does that fit in your schedule? I was like, Ron, well, I didn't call him Ron. I called him Senator Wyden. You're like, Ronnie, Ronnie, let's. <laughs> I, I did call him Ronnie a couple of times and we both like laughed about it. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Senator Wyden, I don't care what day or time it is. We're going to make it happen. Like this is important. And so, um, yeah, so that's how it came about. It was awesome. It was awesome. You know, I've noticed that uh, women's basketball seems to have been gaining traction these past few years. Like I feel like this is the first NCAA series where I actually heard the women's teams and star players in mainstream conversation. Um, Like, what do you think changed? Do you think the players have gotten better or are people just getting over their biases and finally watching the games? Honestly, I think it's a combination of a lot of things, but mostly that there's a lot more content out there. You know, we have people who have their own podcasts whose interests are only women's basketball, whose interests are very focused and they have loud voices. They have great, huge followings. And so you have more people out there creating awesome content for this stuff. And of course, people are going to hear about it. So I think that that's one part of it. I also think that investment has been more than there has ever been. And so the ability to have it on primetime, the ability to have these stories um, and and the teams being followed, you know, not just at the championship game and not just Final Four and not just Sweet 16, but the leading all the way through the season, all the way up to it. I mean, these games are being broadcast um, more than they ever have before. So people have bought into these stories and it's the stories that capture people. It's not these individual games. You know what I mean? So everybody, uh, at least has a background on who Angel Reese is. They at least have a background on who Caitlin Clark is. And all of those things haven't happened even five years ago for women's sports. So I think that's a big part of it. I don't think, I mean, I think female athletes or women athletes have been exceptional for a long time. Um, I do know that as we invest more and more into girls and women's sports, their ability to increase their level of play absolutely has gotten better because of the investment. Okay, let's take a quick break here. Uh, But when we come back, let's talk about how close we actually are to having a WNBA team. Are you able to tell us how close we are? 
Portland is to possibly getting a WNBA team? I wish I had the inside scoop. I don't have any secrets about that. Um, I want it and I'm optimistic. Do you want to um, text Ronnie right now? I have a phone. <laughs> text him right now if it was up to him we would have had one like five years ago so if you if it were up to you what would you name our our wnba team oh my gosh it's so funny because i did a podcast at nine o'clock this morning and they asked me that same question and i'm not sure i've told anyone else so they were the first to know but i'm happy to tell you guys too okay so that when if and when it does the team does get named this that everybody will know that it was my idea yeah so mine what i would name our team is the Portland Trident. Tri- like with the like the sea trident? Yes. Not the gum. Correct. Do you know why? Don't know. Tell me. Tell me. So are you familiar with the Portlandia statue? Oh yeah, the Portlandia statue, yeah. So that's why. That's why. I love I, I love the Portlandia statue. My goal is to have the Portlandia statue tattooed on my back. So if you know anybody Whoa. who's really good at like realistic like statue drawings of mm-hmm. tattoos. I want it all on my back because I think that'd be dope. But anyway, she's she seems like a just like an extremely powerful image, Portlandia, and she's holding a trident. And historically, the trident stands for the three things that has built like Portland economy, mm-hmm. which is like fishing, timber industry, and I think I, there's one other one that rock I can't and roll. remember. Like, go on. Gra- I want to say grain, but okay. rock and roll, sure, fine, grain. But I do think the trident is cool, and I do think that Portlandia would make an awesome like logo somehow, you know, yeah. kind of like the Liberty has the Statue of Liberty. That's pretty rad. Oh yeah. Well, we'd have Portlandia, which technically, I mean, both powerful women, basically. I think that's good. I was thinking more like the, the Portland DJs. We have a lot of DJs and I think people would know it's us. Tell me you haven't DJed one night somewhere, Jenny. Me personally, have I have you, never DJed. You no. are the only will... person in this entire town who has never DJed once. I'm telling you. Because okay. everyone's DJed something. You seem to know music. <laughs> I mean, I love music, and uh, I, but I would never pretend to know how to be a DJ. So I know I don't know who's listening, but if you want to vote, uh, Portland disc jockeys DJ. But I would say DJs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel uh, like Portland. jockeys in there is. Uh, yeah, it's a little. There's odd. something about it. Right. I think, you know what it is? I'm loving the trident. I want a pun. I think that's what it is. You're really good at coming Mm. up with puns. It's going to come to us. It's going to come to us. Um, Why aren't there more places like yours, you think? Because, I mean, I did hear that yours was like the only women's, you know, focused sports bar in the world. Do you know if you're still the only, you know, women's focused sports bar in the world? Or Um, I, I know for a fact that people, other people will be doing it because I've been kind of consulting with some folks from around the country who want to open their own women's sports bars. And, uh, you know, I have friends that are just like, why are you helping them? Um, But ultimately, my goal is just to spread the mission far and wide. And whether that's an already existing watering hole, changing a channel, or, you know, hanging a WNBA flag up on the wall, or somebody wanting to start their own women's sports bar. But we had um, Rough and Tumble opened in December in Seattle. Um, They don't they play men's sports as well, but they focus towards women's sports. And then we, and then just uh, maybe two months ago, uh, a sports bar in Salem, Oregon opened up and they are only women's sports. And so I know for a fact that things are happening. That's so cool. Would you ever want to do like a chain sort of like Hooters, but it's sports bar? (laughs) 
Uh, I would never want to do a chain like Hooters. Well, it wouldn't um, be like I, I just I just mentioned I mentioned a chain and I mentioned the most ironic one because it would be the opposite of Hooters. Sure. Yeah, no, uh, the goal, uh, we're in, we're in the process of planning an expansion. Um, it's going to happen at a pace that I feel comfortable with because ultimately the culture and the mission are the two things that are the most near and dear to my heart when it comes to the bra. But when I think about the impact it has had on people who walk into the space and not just the people who walk in, but the community and like everything that we've been a part of and the conversations that it sparks and the movement that it has created already in just this one, I mean, a 40 seat, tiny little tavern, you know, on Broadway, I would love for that impact and for people and communities to have that experience all over the planet. And so ultimately world domination would love that, but in a way that is, feels like the right way and is mission oriented and, and, and continues the culture that we've created here um, because it really is something special. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do, I don't know about franchise, but I do know expansion is definitely in the near future. That's awesome. Uh, Jenny, while you were talking and I was very much listening, I also thought about another name for a team. Yeah. Let's do it with a pun mm. Portland, bad bridges. Oh my goodness. Come on. Did you just drop the mic? Was that the sound of the mic being dropped? <laughs> just like slammed my hands on the desk and it reverberated. Bad Bridges. I mean, yes, Trident is, you know, an actual name that somebody would use, but I would call them Bad Bridges in my heart. I love it. I yeah. Love it so much. You do? Mm-hmm. I do. Will you tell Ronnie? I will. I will. I will tell it in exactly the way you did with the hand slap and everything. <laughs> Well, then you're welcome on the show anytime. Terrific. And maybe I can DJ too. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Maybe you can be this CityCast Portland DJ, Jenny, because it's. I feel like there's a lot of potential here that we haven't tapped into. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. And now for your microdose of news. The Republican state senator's walkout has now lasted three weeks, but Republican leadership now says they're willing to return to work on June 25th, but only to prevent a government shutdown. Now, that's the final official day of the legislative session, but they say they still won't vote on several bills on topics like abortion rights, access to transgender health care, or gun safety. So, yeah. And Multnomah County District Attorney Mike Schmidt will face a re-election challenge next year from one of his own deputies. Nathan Vasquez, who is a senior deputy district attorney, says Schmidt hasn't done enough to address gun violence and drug addiction. Plus, the recent Multnomah County tax measure to fund tenants' evictions lawyers that lost did so in a historic way. It was the worst defeat a local ballot measure has received in the last 30 years. Less than 20% of people voted yes. For even more local news and events, sign up for our daily newsletter, Hey Portland. We'll throw a link in the show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slim's. <laughs>